Polnareff looks great. And his like fucking cool ass legs. Like he Does, like, looks bother me. Uh, like, he's, whatever. he's wearing he's wearing a fucking dragon ball shoulder. Yeah, there's things. like a lot of lace motifs. Yeah. And kind of translucence. A lot of gauntlets. The weird metallic, like the shins that break in half. I like them. They seem like he's like leaning into the robot feel. Yeah, I, I think really they're like I think they're probably inspired by um, runners prosthetics. I know, but mm-hmm. they're in the reverse. Like the runners prosthetic, the the oh yeah, the, it's like you simulate the shin bone, and then you have the the bendy curve in the back to like take the weight the same way that the muscle would. And right. Oh, kind of like uh, using the the ropes on a boxing ring to give yourself elastic. Yes, uh, exactly power. like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, it bothers me that it's like the there's a straight rod behind the bendy bit that's like in that case the knees should be facing the other way i think well anyway well spoilers we don't ever see polnareff stand up so yeah it's, he's it's in a wheelchair kind of, it's kind of yeah moot anyway. he's in a wheelchair for much of the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> no we see him <laughs> we technically do see him walk around a little well no walk, we don't we crawl. never see him walk <laughs> 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 oh, Polnareff. You know, sometimes... We never see him walk on two legs again. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And today we're going to talk to you about the difference between life and death. Yeah. When is something alive and when is it dead? This we is have... our longest episode ever. It's a hundred years long. Yeah. We're going to spend the rest of our lives talking about this. We have answers. No, uh, we don't. So the episode opens with a reenactment of what it's going to be like later this year when everybody's got coronavirus, I guess. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I don't want to like feed into the anxiety. You already did in the last episode. I said that it's fine. You said everyone's going to get it and die. No, I did not say we're all going to die. I know. Like 3% of us I'll king crimson it. Don't worry. No. I thought you were talking about the virus, and I was like, you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I would really like to stop having to wear an N95 mask at work. <laughs> Those things get hot. It's it's going to be okay. But yeah, it is not okay in Rome right now. Like, random fires have just broken out and stuff, like when they show the wide... Oh, right, in the show. In the on show, the show. Not, not literally I'm right like, now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Coronavirus no, can do that? No. <laughs> we're like all... No, it can't. It just gives you a lower respiratory infection and a fever. I know. It sucks. It doesn't turn your body into mold. No. No, Yet. it does not turn when your you body into down. mold. you go down. No. You go down. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like oral sex. Sounds pretty gay. Uh, anyway, speaking of oral sex and being gay. Seko has a voicemail. <laughs> yeah. He's his second voicemail. I still think it's weird that he like pops out and goes to attack Bruno, but without, before listening to both his voicemails. I think it's fucking hilarious that he like takes out his phone and Bruno's like, what? I was like, all right, I'll give you a minute. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Let me attack you. It's 2001. Cell phone calls are important. Apparently. You have to give people space. It's always someone's last words. Yeah, basically. I learned that from The Good Wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's true. That show took such a turn. Great show. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I really like Bruno's like, you're in the middle of something. I'll let you finish that. Now we're having a fight. Yeah. Like, because it's not even just listening to the voicemail. Seko has a whole meltdown yeah. afterwards. And obviously, Seko's meltdown is like just denial. Yeah. Also, though, it seems pretty clear that Seko is literally a sugar baby. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he he's a sugar baby. Maybe he's a salt baby. Yeah. <laughs> he's a sugar. No, he's dry, not salt. God damn it, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> salt is, there's no salt. No. Nope. Get it through your head. No. Nope. Anyway, my point was going to be that he's a sugar baby who 
fell in love with his sugar daddy and yeah. now like I was never in love with you yeah. you right. weak dumbass yeah exactly yeah. like you got yourself killed and so that's your fault and I'm not sad yeah but given where Sucko's at right now so like he's a free agent he knows that they need to go to the Coliseum because so- whoever is there also has the ability to take the boss down and that doesn't yeah. seem like something he's opposed to and we we learn from one of the voicemails I forget which one but that Chocolata's plan was to overtake the boss yeah the as first well. one yeah, yeah. And so it's like, okay, so assuming all that, like, why does he not just join the gang? I mean, I guess they murdered Chocolata, but... Also, like, he doesn't really fit in with the gang because, like, they all wear, like, really normal-looking clothes to blend in with society. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just a naked man with yeah. his dick out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget that... In the midst of, for example, seeing your baby turn into mold and die and like the streets just being <laughs> chaos, you look to your left and there's a naked man in a <laughs> deep, deep rap squad <laughs> with a video camera. Uh, excuse me. I think he's got a gimp suit under the gimp suit as we discussed. I, I know. I don't. And we time. did. I assume we talked about this on this podcast, but there's like, there's this one scene at some point. I think it's like early on where like someone was like, oh yeah, you know, like mobsters, you have to blend in. Yes. Like, what the hell? Like, it was, you all yeah, it was at least it was blended. At, was it it was when they went to, it was when they went to um, Capri. Okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and like you guys do not blend. Yeah, like no. So yeah, I, I'm just saying I think that Seko would have made, made, like he could have been the Iggy. He could have, he would be, oh my God, part three, everything is the same except instead of Iggy, it's Seko. <laughs> that would just like, uh, excuse sh- me, shoot it right up to the excuse fucking me. top. This is the only episode of the anime where it is possible for Seko to fart in Polnareff's face. I know. As I'm saying, he should have gone my for mind Coliseum. is blown. He could have been the dog. It could have happened. <laughs> I am so fucking mad now that Iggy is not Seko. Could have yeah. like swapped him in, like I mean, given him some coffee replace, gum yeah, or something. Sugar Who cares? With coffee gum. Yeah. It's literally exactly the same. Nothing else has changed except Just. it is a man in a gimp suit. <laughs> Excuse me, a good boy in a gimp yeah, suit. Sorry, yes, sorry. Humping Polnareff's face. A very face. good boy. Yeah. Yeah. Good, and good, finally, Polnareff would have had like a partner. Yeah. A true a real partner. partner. Yeah. yeah. We do get the, someone to stand by him. We do get the full Polnareff reveal this episode. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's officially. We don't even Polnareff. have to dance around it now. We didn't really do much dancing last yeah. episode. I feel like. Clearly, his life has had some ups and downs, and this is probably going to count as another down dealing with the gang. So he's got an arrow, and I love that he's like, all right, one of you fuckheads has got to make it up here, otherwise I'm destroying this arrow. Right. Like, dinner was at six. Yeah. Come on. Like, I think it's interesting that he's... So he's got the JoJo wiki open on his yeah, laptop. Right, right. And he's looking at them, and they have their names on there, so you'd think he would notice that one of them is named Giorno Giovanna, and like, just put two Joe, together and be Joe. like... And just put together that like, this is probably the guy he should give the arrow to. Honestly, like, maybe that's why Araki decided to make it a GG instead of a J. J. To uh, plausible because, deniability. Yeah, so that Polnareff wouldn't immediately know. And then, uh, you That's know, true. as he's soon a, as... He's an idiot from France. What as does he know? As soon as he thinks about... But no one's ever called Jorno Jojo. God, no. How fucking dare they? Yeah. yeah. Actually, oh my God, in Purple Haze feedback, he <laughs> tells... Yes. We go to call him Jojo. Yeah. <gasps> it's okay. okay. You can yell anyway. about that in a few episodes yeah. when we <laughs> have to read Fuck. Purple Haze feedback. 
<sighs> See, that's how I feel about having to read Joseph Joestar. But then George we can Joestar. reward ourselves afterwards by reading a Rocky's manga book and yes. like doing like a couple chapters. Yeah, a week. but also George Joestar is fucking awesome. I don't believe you. It's, you no, it's it, George Joestar is so bad that it's good. Whereas have, like, have you read whereas like, his feedback? Whereas like Fourth Another Day is just boring bullshit. Like I'm, I'm sad that I that I even started reading. <laughs> Did it. you read Purple Haze feedback? No. <laughs> That'll be fun for everyone. Okay, but yeah, Seko also has like incredible eyesight. Like this dude should have a job doing something that requires you to be able to see yeah, he, and yeah, incredible like, ear sight. Yeah. Well, for for now. For yeah. now. Yeah, he's but yeah, he's like a mile away from the Coliseum and he's like, I think I caught prosthetic legs on a wheelchair bound man holding, like, binoculars. holding binoculars. Just like shit, dude. We don't need Narancha. We got you. Like He's yep. awesome. We don't need Narancha anyway. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, replace Narancha with Seko. Replace Who everyone else can we replace with Seko? Yeah. Let's. Anne. They'd be a can great be couple. Replaced. Yes. Poco. Yes. Oh my god. Poco scrambling up the the cliff instead of the man in a suit. Yeah. And Seko as Anne is really good too because like yeah. Seko like is in the water and then like takes yeah. off his gimp suit instead of like her taking out her hair. Yeah. yeah. And then he's accidentally like, gets a naked man gets felt up by Jotaro yeah. and then has yep. developed like, oh a huge crush. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so many characters that really should have just been Seko. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can probably, we haven't said anyone in part four. Hmm. I don't want him to die, so I don't want him to be Shigechi. No, I was yeah. say Shigechi. But like any of the... Um, oh, Lock guy. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say like that yeah. guy. <laughs> Kobayashi, Kobayashi. Yeah, the fucking... Yeah, um, yeah, just like devoted to oh, Koichi. Um, uh, motorcycle guy's guy. girlfriends. Oh, yeah, highway all star. Can, all, all three, three of them can be Seko. Yeah. Three Seko's. Definitely. Although I do three like... Three Seko's to the, to the tune of two princes. <laughs> 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 but I really liked the lesbian polycule who adopted yeah. a dog. It's true. Oh, that's true. He's another dog. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that but he doesn't Seko. die. Yeah. So yeah, Highway Star could be Seko. Yeah, well, Highway Star, the, the stand basically is Seko. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but yeah. All I'm saying is, I need Seko to replace be around replace more. hearing with so, with smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor buddy. Yeah, I don't. I. I mean, I guess I appreciate that. Like, he dies in a dumpster with his boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, and that's he, great. He, they end up together in the trash where they belong. So that works. Like, Which, that's great. And speaking of, this means it's time for a JoJo's Bizarre Explainer Dog Death Minute. You it's thought been we a while. what? We thought they were over, but we <laughs> forgot that Seko is a good boy dog. And Holy so we're doing shit. it. I can't believe it. Yeah. So it was a little bit hard for me to find another way for dogs to die because I've been through so many, but I found a list of pills that are used for humans that can also be hurt your pets. Ooh, this is um, useful. Ibuprofen is a really common one that they usually have like almost a sweet coating out them. And so it's appealing to pets like a deadly M&M uh, and it can cause uh, stomach ulcers and kidney failure. Oh, those are bad. Um, really? Xanax in pets can cause uh, large doses of it can cause blood pressure to drop and weakness or collapse. Mm. Adderall will cause elevated heart rate and body temperature along with hyperactivity, tremors, and seizures. Does that to humans too. Zolpidem, yeah, right? also known as Ambien, will make cats. Oh, that's cats. I don't care. No, 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 don't, yeah, give yeah, don't give your cats Ambien. Don't give your cats Ambien. No, yeah, please don't. Uh, you don't know what they're going to post on Reddit. Um, <laughs> let's see. Clonopin will uh, will lower blood pressure as well and cause collapse. Acetaminophen is a common one and that um, makes, it, makes it so that dogs can't make uh, their red blood cells won't carry oxygen anymore. Anyway, so there you go. That's that's uh, things not to give your good boy. Got it. Don't coat them in sugar cubes. Yeah, exactly. Feed them to them. Yeah. Can you feed a dog sugar cubes? You probably can't, right? It's just sugar. You right? can. All I yeah. know is that you're not supposed to give a dog a burrito. 
because there's that video going around of a dog that stole a burrito. Isn't oh, it yeah, Elizabeth Warren's good. dog? It's entirely Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, Bailey stole a burrito. Yeah. And then they're trying to pull it out of his mouth because yeah. apparently onions and guacamole are both bad for onions dogs. Onions are bad and also cheese can be. Mm, mm-hmm. But yeah, onions are bad for dogs and cats. As we know, grapes. Yes. Yes, we grapes know. Grapes obviously kill grapes dogs. Grapes bad, raisins. Just all kinds of things. Basically, don't give your dogs human food and you'll probably be okay. So uh, I, the whole thing where Bruno is using his uh, zippers to move underground. Oh, yeah. It's really, the, just the animation is just very like abstract yeah. and like uh, it's stylized. I don't know. I just, it's yeah. like, it's kind of creepy and sci-fi. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, it's, it's cool. It's really interesting. Well, I really think that like the animators and Iraqi and everyone who was involved with this were like really on one. Like maybe they were the ones who were in grad school. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like, oh man, like the line between life and death, man, where is it? You know? Yeah. So speaking of the line between life and death, like we have the whole thing where Bruno's flesh starts to melt be- and and it's sort of it, the show draws attention to the fact that like, well, what's the line between a dead body and the earth, right? right. Like, like if Bruno is for all intents and purposes dead, then his body should be behaving the same way as the other inanimate objects around him. So he starts to liquefy. And when you think about it, it's like Chocolata's power only affects living things and Seko's power only affects dead things. So like this whole part, and we also were talking in the last episode about how Giorno like is using the line between life and death to manipulate things like with the pieces of wood being chipped off. So these two people and their compatible stands like really do like symbolize this line between life and death that has been going throughout the whole. Yeah. I also, I just noticed a couple of things. So I I like the whole dynamic of this fight between Bruno and Seko where Bruno is kind of like copying stuff Seko does. But I also like after he's copied Seko a bunch of times, Seko does a thing where he kind of opens a zipper in the earth. And it like I did that stylistically was just really like a cool little thing for but me. yeah i do think it's pretty clear that bruno is starting to full-on die yeah. yeah he's not looking great like because no. it's like it's so you know we start with like well he's not alive so he can't be hurt by the mold but right. then it's like he's moving into death the idea right. that that's like an end point and that there's like a, right. a path to it and so yeah his you know his eyes start starting to go he's really falling apart uh, that there's no like it's i think it's like we think and like maybe Jorno thinks of like death as a binary yeah but like in this scenario it's more like there is like a space between and that's i guess where bruno was supposed to be like when giorno revived him right Mm -hmm. his soul pizza was still partly in his body yeah yeah it was par cooked but yeah i I think the idea is maybe also he's taken enough damage now that it's really separated yeah Uh, because yeah because he gets like cut in the throat like he gets a throat slit and he gets stabbed a whole bunch of times he mentions he he says out loud he's like well i don't have a heartbeat anymore so i'm i don't bleed that much yeah but he probably still had all the blood in him that was still that was there so because it comes out again it does come out yeah Yeah, like when he gets um when he gets kicked in the stomach by Seko, he like spits up a bunch of blood yeah and um so yeah so the way that like with him finally also him finally defeating Seko, like he takes the same amount of damage that Seko takes because he explodes that tire right it's just that it, it doesn't, just doesn't bother him yeah the fact that his eardrums don't work isn't actually what's allowing him to hear apparently anymore. Yeah. so yeah, he's using his soul pizza to hear so yeah also right before he dies Seko takes Dapio hostage <laughs> which is great <laughs> which is good I I like one of the consequences of David Productions moving a lot of the Dapio King Crimson Diavolo lore forward is that you lose some of the tension of like 
who knows what about like I you don't really have situations like this now where it's like everybody on screen doesn't know right. what the deal with Dapio right. is. And so it's nice to have that little moment. That dramatic irony happening. I like that his disguise is just a hat. <laughs> I like that you can see like the gears working in Bruno's head being like, all right, what's worse, killing a kid or selling drugs to a kid? Yeah, come on. Th- that's what's weighing right now. But also he does the thing that they do in speed. He shoots the hostage. You, yep. just, you go through the hostage. And also with Bruno, you don't, it's no, no consequence, right? right? Like, yeah, and I, and I like, Dapio being, I didn't even need to use, you know, epitaph, right. but uh, but I could, you know, I look in the future yeah. and there's no way Bruno's going to kill a kid. It's like I could tell he was a good guy because I mean, yeah. look at him. Yeah, yeah. what look a sweetie. Yeah, look at all those zippers. Yeah, anyone who's wearing that many zippers is it's a good person. A good, yeah, good person. <laughs> unlike <laughs> unlike this pervert who has me hostage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, so it ends with Bruno dying, and then it looks like Dapio's going to like hurry it along. Right. At the end. And Seco, so Bruno's dying as in in the process of dying. Seco is dying as in he dies. He's in <laughs> yes. the trash. And he throws himself in the trash and finds Chocolata in there, I guess. Yep. And it's like, Chocolata, which is just like such a good. Yeah. Just uh, just ends up in the trash with his yeah. trash boyfriend. And yeah. they get compacted together. Aw. Mm. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. Happy and ending. then Dapio's going to like, I don't know, I guess put his fingers in like Bruno's neck. Because that seems to be the thing that That's, everyone's doing now. Yeah. Just he's got a little hand ready to karate chop him to death. Yeah, I'm not clear something. on what know. exactly Dapio is going to do. What's, what's Jorno up to in this episode? Jorno and uh, Narancha have fucked off. Narancha, oh, yeah, and, and Mister, and Mister, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jor- I was gonna say Jorno and Mister are probably making out somewhere. Jorno's probably. I'm gonna their- say healing Mister. Yeah. Oh, Narancha yeah. and Trish are in the turtle this whole time. Yeah. Right, that's right. Because yeah. he's like here. No, Jorno. Yeah. Needs to heal Mista. Yes. Then he needs to heal heal himself. himself. Jorno and Mista are both mostly trash at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're just then like an assemblage of things that were at hand. Like when he's talking about how his like wrist is broken, I still I'm just like, I think that wrist is a piece of a wall. (laughs) From an airplane or something. Yeah, like like, when because he got his hand cut off a couple times. Yeah, I'm just like I wonder mm. how if like so that's the question is like if Jorno dies. Do, do all of do all of the pieces of like does Mista go back to a being a pile of rubble or does it like is it like a an organ transplant where it like eventually like integrates with your body? I think it eventually integrates because I think the idea is that like gold experience like accelerates and encourages growing, right. and so but at some point like your body's just circulating blood and working with the new organ, yeah, or yeah. the new arm or whatever. Uh, also. If Jorno died, does stuff generally revert with a stand like that? Um, stand like that, as if there's been a stand like that. But like you know, what I, like, yeah, I they, think like so. I think like I um, think like if he, so. Yeah, because if he makes a tree grow to like get to a high place, like mm-hmm. it goes away. I'm trying to think of like um, I feel like there's something really depressing that happens in like a later arc where someone realizes that someone's dead because some stand stops working, but I may have just read that in a fic or fantasized it on yeah. my own. Well, I mean, I know definitely like the stand generally goes away, but what I'm saying is where's, where does his yeah. stand stop working? Yeah. Or right, is, right, right. That's what I mean is like, right. is the, because I think that like based on what you pointed out about his wrist being broken, if it's the same wrist, though at this point, both of his wrists yeah. have been donked, but like if his wrist is broken and it's just a bone being broken, then I think that that argues that once your body has so in like a day or so it, it, it's it, part of it, you. Yeah. Because otherwise it would turn back into an airplane seat yeah. or whatever he used. Yeah. So I That's think that fair. at this point, like him and Mista are both fully flesh 
for now. And then but they probably at this point always have a little bit of stuff that's getting integrated yeah. into the system. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also choosing to believe that because he's already so overpowered and the idea is that he is perpetually keeping <laughs> multiple people alive. It's like a background thing. And plus the tree he fucking grew to get away from Koichi. Right. Imagine like, that. Imagine what he could do if he weren't spending so much mental energy doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm saying. So yeah. And yet those are all my notes. It's just, you know, they, they die in the trash together as they lived. Chocolata and Seko. Yep. They die as trash. Born to trash, die to trash. <laughs> Trashes to trashes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like them. That's the end of our good boy saga. We don't, they don't come back or anything because they're, they're dead. They're mm. real dead. They're trash compacted. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, and so it's, it looks like we're going to maybe eventually actually see Polnareff like talk yeah, to people. Yeah. And not himself. It's the same voice actor. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Same, same voice actor from part three. And uh, I don't know when I just saw the, like the, the, flashback to Stardust Crusaders with them in front of the pyramids and Man. stuff. I just, oh. That's the thing. Stardust Crusaders, real long slog, but the fact that you've gone through it now means that every time you see anything from Stardust Crusaders, you get weird nostalgic because it's like yep. an actual discrete period of your life, like an epoch yeah. or something. Right. And you're like, oh, back then. It's like, yes, back then. Like back when we were watching Stardust Crusaders for this podcast. For a thousand years. But like, yep. that was what? Yeah. Like 2015? No. No. <laughs> started this podcast 2015, in like 2015 is when I was watching Stardust That's Crusaders, what I'm thinking of. Like Sorry. That's we started we this it. in 2017 because yeah. it was after Yuri on Ice. Right. Yeah, no. But yeah, sorry. I was thinking of us like but, actually watching yeah. it for the first time. But yeah, it's like it's just that feels like a thousand years ago. Yeah. It was a thousand it years was. ago. It was. I know, yeah. right? No, it was uh, three. Yeah. <laughs> we have been doing this podcast for a while now. Yeah, yeah it'll yeah. be three years in May. Yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking wild. I know, right? Yeah. Good job, us. Yeah. Well, and it's been and it's been more than three years that we've been recording. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We just didn't release until May. So Yeah. Yeah. The uh now I've got Pat Matheny's song stuck in my head. Yeah. Aww. But yeah, yeah. Polar ref. He'll make it all better. Yeah. Yeah. He's a He's a grizzled hero type who right. apparently used to fuck Diavolo or something. Yeah, we'll find out. Oh, right? Yeah. Why? Did, why is it that we think he because has Diavolo? because because he, he knows what he knows his power and his name. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. So mysterious. And because he's like a confirmed bachelor. Yeah. Right. So what's he doing? Jerking off in a wheat field. We already. <laughs> oh, right. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> you no. got that Jack Shack. Yeah. Oh um, no, he. Uh, that's right. I forgot. Like, he, even though I knew that he was the voice behind the computer, but we decided that the voice behind the computer obviously was an ex of Diavolo's. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, next week, people are dead. The city of Rome has been devastated. I hope you're in the mood for wacky hijinks. Yeah, shenanigans time. <laughs> Fucking. That, that good, good old Iraqi tone shift. Yeah. It's like, now is the time for deep belly laughs and weirdness. It's like, thanks. Yes. Yep. You love to see it. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Polnareff would leave for the JoJo Wiki. 